Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, this is The Bright Side with Technisha. A daily broadcast on real-life issues that will keep you motivated. And now, here's your host, Technisha. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is August 18, 2014, and welcome to all to another episode of The Bright Side with Technisha, and I'm glad that you're tuning in. You know, I called a live conference of the Michael Brown case, and people are getting very devastated, and they're getting irrational now about this whole situation. I think that we just need to give the parents time to rest. I know we have a lot of questions asked because it is getting serious now that we are losing so many of our black males out here in this world, and no one has given us enough answers they were saying that his hands were up, that he were actually surrendering when he was shot multiple times. Um, Dr. Baden said that the last shot could have actually killed him. The parents, of course, do not want the police officers to examine him or give him the autopsy, which I do, don't blame them, really, because if you killed my son, you won't give any justice to that. If anyone wants to call in regards to this situation, to this news story, please do so at 347-426-3751. I post the comments up on my Facebook fan page, The Bright Side with Technicia, if you want to make any comments regards to that. Also, you probably can still go back and watch the video. I don't know if it will really capture it in live stream, but hopefully um, you'll get a view of what was going on in there. But at the moment, we're waiting on my guest to call in. But at that time, we're going to condone on this, um, have a moment of silence on this, because this is something that is going on in the community that we need to start targeting more. But we'll be right back after this, and we'll discuss a little more on this situation. But I will hit you with some tunes at the moment. DJ Bay, the world's shortest DJ, putting it down Detroit style.
All right, we're back on the air, and we have been talking a little bit about the Michael Brown case. And, of course, as I said before, the parents do not want the police to actually do the autopsy. And what I don't understand, at 6'4", how can possibly you shoot him in the top of his head? I think that maybe they were angling for that. Um, At the press conference, you know, um, around about an hour ago, the attorney, Benjamin Crump, the lawyer representing the Browns family, said his clients requested the independent autopsy to get answers to three questions. How many times was my child shot? Was my child in pain? And what more do we have to give them to arrest the killer of my child? And they're showing, they already show images of the National Guard troops preparing for deployment on the streets of Ferguson. And that's beginning to trickle in. But hopefully we'll come down with some answers. I hope we can get justice for this situation. We didn't get any justice with the Trayvon Martin, and I didn't hear any justice for the other young man who was shot at the gas station. But hopefully we will get justice. But I always say if we don't get it justice, you still have someone to answer to. You can't escape God's rapture at all. It's going to come, and you have to answer to him. But anyhow, I will bring along my guest who may have some inquiry onto this because we will be talking about the biblical prophecies and things that are going on in the world right now. Everyone remember Edward Brown Lee from three months ago. We were talking about his book, The Rapture Factor on America. So we will be having him on right now. And do call in at 347-426-3751. The chat box will be open up to you. Mr. Edward, how are you doing today? Oh, just fine. How are you doing? I'm glad to have you. I'm doing wonderful. Glad to have you on. It's been about three months since the last time we spoke when we were talking about your book, The Rapture Factor on America. Now we'll be talking about the biblical prophecies and things that are going on in the world today. And as I was mentioning, the biggest thing that's going on right now is the Michael Brown case and, of course, the Ebola. The Ebola. But we're focusing really on Michael Brown because it's been ridiculous now that our world is becoming so destructible, we don't know what to do. Yeah, that's uh, that's very true. I uh, <clears throat> there were the church I go here in Kilcock, Iowa. Um, I, I don't know if I've told you this before. Our pastor uh, Debbie Letcher is a black lady, and I'm kind of her assistant. And this past winter, I uh, I don't know if you believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, tongues, and interpretation, but I gave a prophecy of dark days coming upon the earth. Then a couple weeks later, I preached a message about don't allow the darkness to overtake you. And we definitely can see um, the dark cloud rolling over the earth and, uh, and all the violence and all the misunderstanding and, and the things that are going on. And, and, you know, we know who's behind it all. It's the devil. You know, the devil is uh, running out of time. He knows he's running out of time. And he's the one that causes, you know, divisions and fightings and violence and wars. And, and you know, and he causes a lot of misunderstandings, you know. Uh, so I, I believe we are um, headed even for more darker days. Right, we are. We are headed for destruction, and it's, and it's showing you every day. And and not getting into the racism of things, but when you go back through history, even when we were protesting years ago, this is how we protested. We had to make a comeback. This is the only way we could be heard, and that's why. I don't condone violence. I don't condone what they're doing, as I said before on a previous show, but this is the only way we can be heard. And it's sad that they're killing off our black youth. And I don't understand. This guy, as big as, he's, as big as he was, and he was 6'4", that you thought you had rights to shoot him down. I don't care if what he did previously. He, yes, he did rob a store, but that does not justify what you actually did. Six, more, six times you actually had to shoot him. And he had his hands up. He surrendered. I, I've been following a little bit about it. Uh, Ferguson, Missouri, um, the incident that happened down there. Um, I've read, you know, both sides of the story. I, I understand right. it's still um, uninvesti- under investigation um, sure. by the federal government with Eric Holder and the FBI. And uh, I hope they uh, come to a a fair judgment in the end. Um, I do believe at times, I'm going to just say this in general, I'm not really speaking to 
what happened there in Ferguson, Missouri. But I do believe at times across our country, um, the police uh, go a little bit too far. Um, you know, in this case, the, it sounds like the officer shot the young man five times. Well, you know, it don't take five bullets to kill somebody. <laughs> you know, um, I, I do believe there is um, excessive police, um, you know, in, in America. But then I also understand on their side, um, no doubt, you know, the adrenaline's flowing. And uh, really, you want to get right down to it. Everybody needs to calm down, <laughs> you know, and uh, think things through and uh, be more peaceful about things. Right, I do agree with that. And as I said earlier before you came on, we do need to give the parents time to actually grieve. I know we want things to be done, but we we have to be rational about it. Let's, we don't want to start exploding up. We know we have some confused minds out there upset, but we've got to be logical. We have to have a straight head on because fighting, fighting them, um, whoever wants to fight, whoever, black or white, we have to have a straight head on. We gotta be we gotta be strong minded up here. You don't wanna start getting out of control and then you end up on the wrong side of the line. So I, I like I said, I know that it's very hurtful right now that we're going through the same situation after we went through it with Trayvon Martin and it looks like it's recurring over. But I don't think that just having a bigger congregation is gonna really solve the issue because Trayvon Martin had a lot of followers and supporters and that didn't off nothing. Um, George Zimmerman got off, so you know we got to just be smart about this. Let's let's do what we have to do. And as one of my coworkers was saying, we need to start videotaping, start getting this stuff on recording, get these officers. Because what I don't understand is, I thought that all, um, I thought that they had a video on this on the dashboard, but somehow that's not appearing either. They they didn't capture none of that, so that's a question to me. Well, you know, we, we need to understand, you know, Jesus said, um, Lucifer, who's the devil, goes about seeking whom he may devour, you know, to destroy, to kill, you know, and uh, the devil hates mankind. I don't know if a lot of folks realize that. He's the one that rebelled against God. He's the one that, you know, sinned first against the kingdom of God, and uh, he failed. We know that because uh, he was kicked out of heaven, and ever since... God created uh, Adam and even mankind. Um, the devil's always sought to destroy man and to kill man and to devour man. Uh, you know, and it doesn't matter whether you're white, black, Asian, India, you know, what country you're from, um, the devil definitely hates mankind. And Jesus is the answer um, to all of our problems. And uh, this, is where we, this is where we need to stand up and, and proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ which is a peaceful. Um, Jesus didn't talk about religion. He talked about a kingdom. But you can find peace in Jesus Christ, and uh, Jesus will lead you to way of, of a better life and then also a future life in eternity. And uh, we need to resist the devil, and uh, we need to resist the temptation of, you know, getting anger and allowing our malice or our madness to overtake us. Um, we need wow. to resist that. Yeah, and stay calm. And really, really, um, all races in America, um, we need to pray. And uh, we need to get back to Jesus and to God and, and the Bible and, and, and bring peace. Bring peace in our communities. Only Jesus can do that. I think that's exactly, I do agree with you, Edward, on that so much. I think this is time that we need to be comforting each other and talking with one another. And that heals, and not in a way that wounds. But, you know, a lot of people are not saying that um, they're figuring that this is a cry out before the shooting of Trayvon Martin. We, we have lost so many others, um, Oscar Grant, Sean Bell, Timothy Russell, all these others are killed by cops, and people want, they just want answers. Nobody wants to be calm. They don't want to do the quiet conversation. They want the outrage. They want the change. But I do agree with you. We do have to just calm down. We know we upset. Yeah, but it's not, it's not going to bring any more justice if we get disproportionate in all of this. That's true. Yes, it, it, won't, it won't bring justice um, through violence. You never get justice through violence and, and being upset and, and uh, getting carried away. 
um, the devil likes that kind of stuff. That that way he can just feed it more and more and more and and, and hurt more people. And uh, that's why um, our country needs to turn back to Jesus and turn back to God. And like I said earlier, in all races, in all communities, and you know, in all towns and cities, you know, we need to proclaim Jesus Christ is the answer. We do. We 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 gonna have to. We gonna have to make a serious change. But um, as far as what you, as far as the way that you see it with the Bible prophecies and everything, do you think that this is gonna just come down to a a revolution for everyone else? Well, we know. We know in the last days, you know, the Bible says when you study Noah, you know, uh, before the flood of Noah, the earth was filled with violence. And Jesus said, um, just as his, as his coming, so will be you know, as it was in the days of Noah. And we can see that the earth is, uh, you know, being filled once again with violence. You look at the Middle East, um, what's going on there in Iraq with this new group called ISIS, and uh, then you've got Hamas attacking Israel, and Israel has a right to defend themselves. And then you've got Mr. Putin there in Russia uh, messing around Ukraine, you know, trying to start a war, more violence. And you've got Northern Africa that um, has a lot of uh, violence going on, and Libya's got a civil war. Egypt has been in violence, you know, and America's had its problems, you know, and so... I believe that uh, violence is on the increase in, in the earth as we can see it. And, uh, mm-hmm. and I believe it's going to get darker uh, before the rapture, before Jesus takes the church out. But I also believe that there's a revival coming in the church. And uh, that's what we need to pray for. We need to pray for revival and the restoration of the souls of people that uh, they once again turn back to Jesus and turn back to God and turn back to the gospel that uh, we can be renewed in him and, and find peace and rest in him and get ready for that trumpet sound. <laughs> I hope so. I hope that everyone in their heart out there, and I don't want to upset anyone today, but I just hope that you do find that peace within you. Um, as Elwood was stating, we do want answers. We're upset. We're emotional. And it feels like condolences are just not enough. But if you truly just value the life of our children, we got to go not beyond this, but we need to get a self-control. You don't want to get irrational. You have other little ones to worry about. we got other young men to raise up, too. And, yes, I am getting so tired of them getting murdered out here and no one is being held accountable. But we have to start being smart as well. Going back to the way we used to with the protest and doing the violence is not the answer to it all. But Getting into um, more of just being a Christian, I think that you probably have explained this before on my show, but what does it really mean to be a Christian? Well, you know, in America, sometimes that word Christian is is a loose term. Um, You know, a lot of people confess that they're Christians, but, uh, but a Christian is someone that knows Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And not only as a personal savior, but as a friend, and, and he's the Lord of your life. And the Bible teaches us that those that are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. So when the Spirit of Christ comes within you, then you're going to be led by the Spirit of God, and uh, you're going to read the Bible, you're going to pray. And actually, the Bible teaches that you'll live a more a quiet life, you know. Um, the Bible says you never saw Jesus in the streets, you know, um, You'll live more of a quiet life, and you'll show the love of Christ. The love of Christ will be within you, and as long as you're praying and seeking the Lord, reading your Bible, that'll be, that'll be the example that you will show, the, the love of Jesus Christ to all people, and, uh, and that you will, like I said, leave a quiet life and uh, be an example of Jesus, be a follower of Jesus Christ. Right. Got to, you got to maintain strong. Now, this brings me into it because, you know, we all hear about Obama. We all heard about Obama being the Antichrist or whatever. And some say the Obama policies are paving the way for a future world dictated known as the Antichrist. What are your thoughts on that, Albert? Well, I don't think President Obama is the Antichrist. No way. Um, yeah. The Antichrist is going to come out of the Middle East. Um, as far as uh, our President Obama... Um, I don't know whether he's a Christian or not. 
you know, the Bible says try the spirits to see if they are true. And really, the only way you can find out if a person is a Christian or not, you have to actually sit down and have a cup of coffee with them and really get to know them and talk to them. And, and that's what I would say about our president, president, Mr. Obama, that, you know, I'd have to sit down and actually shake his hand and have a cup of coffee with him and spend an hour with him, just talk to him and hear his views, you know, even before, you know, because the Bible says we cannot judge. We can judge all spiritual things, but be a judge of no man. In other words, you can't say a person's going to heaven or hell, but you can judge whether they know Jesus Christ or not because you have to, because you have to witness to people. But that's the only way um, you would ever be able to find out whether President Obama, you know, as an individual, and as you as an individual, ma'am, that, you know, you'd have to sit down and talk to him. And I would say that about President Bush, too. A lot of people say President Bush was a Christian. Well, I don't know if he was a Christian or not because, once again, I would have to sit down and have a cup of coffee with Mr. Bush, you know, and talk to him for an hour and feel his spirit, see whether he actually knew the Lord or not. And really, I think that's the only way, you know, you can find out. Try the spirits to see they are true, the Bible says. And you have to meet the person. You know, you just can't go on hearsay, you know. Why? You can't. You have to do your own research. I do agree with that. Now, yes. Um, cause back, not getting off the subject or anything, because we'll still be, Edwin and I will still be discussing probably a little more about Michael Brown, because we're talking about world events going on, too. Um, why is Sabbath keeping important to Christians' life and practice, though? What was that? Um, I was wondering, why is Sabbath so important to to keep for Christians' life and practice? To keep the Christian life during mm-hmm. crisis? You know, right. Yes. You know, Christians, their life and their practice is to keep, it's, um, the Sabbath day is so important to them. And also, also, it would just explain that um, more. You know, we always put Sunday as the Sabbath day, but Sunday is, not, Sunday is the first day that starts off the week. Saturday is the Sabbath day. Right. Well, under the law, the Jews, the seventh day was Saturday. That was their Sabbath day. Um, But when you read in the New Testament, um, Apostle Paul established the first day of week as um, our Sabbath day to get away from the Jewish um, tradition of uh, Sabbath day being Saturday. Because Paul, you know, Paul was thankful that um, Jesus saved him out of the Jewish religion. That's why I always say that Jesus Christ is not a religion. Jesus never came and preached a religion. Jesus came and preached about a kingdom that shall never pass away. And uh, Jesus comes into your heart, and you're part of that kingdom. Um, I always say religion is dead. Religion can't save nobody. Only Jesus can save. And that's where you get that as our Sunday, the first day of the week, is our Sabbath day, or will you go to church? Because Paul establishes that. As the, if you'll read in the New Testament, the first day of the week, bring your offerings, you know. He established that so he'd be separated from the Jewish tradition of Saturday being the Sabbath. But if you want to even go further than that, the Bible says every day belongs unto the Lord. Um, you know, if you know Jesus Christ, you just don't serve him on Sunday you, or you just don't serve him on Friday. You serve Jesus every day. And you let your light shine for Jesus every day. Wherever you go, whatever place you're at, you know, whether you're at work or at home or in a supermarket or walking down Main Street or your neighborhood park, you're supposed to let that light of Jesus that's in you, let it shine forth that uh, they may know that you know Jesus and that, that anybody uh, would ask you about him, you know, that opportunity that you would have to share Jesus with someone. Right. Why we do supposed to be celebrating it every day. Now, do you see maybe Sunday worship as a sin? No, it's not a sin. No, the Bible just says don't let no man, um, you know, put on you about any holy day or what you eat or what you wear. Jesus is not worried about that. Um, the only thing Jesus is worried about is that your nakedness is covered, you know, um, that you don't live a drunken life, because the Bible says a drunkard would not enter the kingdom of heaven, but that doesn't mean you can't have a glass of wine at a wedding, you know, um, just don't get drunk. Jesus is not worried about the outside, he's worried about the inside of an individual, you know. Um, is your heart clean? Is your heart, uh, 
has the blood been applied, the blood of Jesus Christ, that blood that he shed upon Calvary, you know, the tree? And uh, is that blood been applied to your life? Is your sin under the blood of Jesus? And that's inside of you, your soul and spirit. You know, the Bible says when he comes in, he throws out um, the old stony heart and gives you a new heart. In other words, he changes your spirit. And uh, that's how you follow him is through your spirit. Uh, your soul is all your selfish feelings. That's where all your, uh, your dislikes and likes come from. That's where, you know, you feel you, the love and, or the hate or all your feelings. You know what they always say, them soulish feelings? Well, your spirit is born again through Jesus Christ, and that's what's supposed to guide your soul. It's supposed to correct your soul. So when you start getting mad at someone, your spirit, if you listen to your spirit, it's saying, no, 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 don't get mad, don't get mad, you know, settle down, settle down, you know, think this thing through, count to ten, you know, as they always say. But, uh, yeah, that's your spirit trying to guide your soul. So, yeah, so that's why Jesus said, except a man be born again. And he said, if you read that in St. John 3, he's talking about the spirit, you know, being born again in him. Right. And and what counts is whether we have placed our trust in God. That's all that matters because we're all sinners. Some are lost sinners. Some of us are saved sinners. Um, but whether we worship on Saturday or Sunday is, is never a condition of our salvation. But what is the most right. common thing? Now, Elway, in your opinion, what is the most common thing said about Seventh-day Adventists that simply isn't true? Seventh-day Adventists, you mean? Adventists? Yes, Adventist? I, I think they go to church on Saturday, don't they? I think so, if I'm, if, if I'm correct. Yeah. I think so. Um, I have to, yeah, only, do it, the only thing I would say, the only thing I would say about um, different organizations and their doctrines, um, you know, if they come out and say, um, you have to go to church on Monday or you won't go to heaven, that's wrong. Uh, the right, Bible right. doesn't teach that. You know, like I said earlier, every day belongs unto the Lord if you know Jesus Christ. Um, I worship the Lord every day. I talk to him every day. Um, I try to read my Bible every day. Um, you know, sometimes I don't get that done because I work 12 hours a day some days. But, uh, but yeah, every day belongs un, unto the Lord. I, you know, man, man has done a number on the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, um, I, where I go to church here at New Bethel in Kilcock, Iowa, it's an independent church. And, uh, you know, I've been in organizations before, and uh, they have a lot of rules and regulations that has nothing to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Remember what Jesus said? He said, learn of me, for I'm meek and lowly. You know, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. <laughs> you know, man likes to add to that burden that's not necessary. <laughs> you know, Jesus wanted it to be simple. And it is simple. It's just simply, you know, receiving him and following in him and read that Bible. You know, read his word because that's where you gain your knowledge. You know, the Bible says my people perish because the lack of knowledge you know, if you don't read the Bible and ask the Lord to help you understand it, then you can be fooled, you know. Uh, so that's why you need to get into the Word. Elwood, I'm going to bring a caller on. Caller, you're on the line. How are you? Hello? Yes, you're on. The technician. Hi. 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 Hey, how, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. That's great. Um, I'm going to not sure if I have the right platform because I know young men are there talking about uh, the Bible and people do not understand the Word of God and need to ask questions and sometimes we don't. I agree with him wholeheartedly. God looking at your title and it said that word events are that happening now. And if you don't understand speaking freely that I'm a little bit disturbed this morning because what just happened in Ferguson, Missouri, um, excuse my ignorance, but do you agree or not agree with the effects that are happening to our young black males that um, we're, we're, we're losing left and right because of ignorant violence in the world? Does that have something to do with the coming of Christ? I'm just, just to answer the question, I'm just trying to get some knowledge from this. So, And I'm not saying that we are dying left and right because of that, but when things are happening, we don't understand. Like, I just saw the movie last night at Fruitvale Station. 
you never tried to use gone for no reason. Trayvon Martin case, the Jordan Davis case, you know, kids in my own neighborhood that were just living our, not trying to play the race card, but it is majority young black males. And for one, as a 43-year-old young man, <laughs> I'm sick and tired of the nonsense. But I am. I, I do agree with you. I mean, forehead his arms up. We are. We're just losing t- too many. But I do agree with Elwood in a way where we can't, we got to stop getting irrational. We cannot go out here as loose cannons and have our own self shot down either. Because I want just as much justice as anyone else. Because we are. And it goes far as back. But like I said, with Oscar Grant, we have lost so many of these cops just shooting down our our brothers, and no one is giving us any answers. Oh, well, he shot him down. Oh, well, he did this. We're going to put this to the side, put this to the left field. And we just keep letting them get off the hook. And then the ones that we do have as our race that are black, they're, well, to be honest, I'm sorry to say it, but I'm going to be real about it. They're like coons. They're like the Uncle Toms in a way. They're going to do what they told, too. Well, I, I've seen this. I'll be quiet. We don't want to hear your opinion. Just like when they said in the conference with the governor of Missouri, they told him, stay with your chest. Be real about it. Quit giving us these runaround outfits. We don't want to hear their excuses. We want to know what are you going to do. We're tired of, the, we're tired of their excuses. And I'm not bringing up the race car, but we're just tired. What are we going to do about this? You're, you're, you're taking it all back. And if you really look at it, like I told Elwood, we're going all the way back through history. And it comes back down with the KKK, and they're coming back alive. They already were there. They're your blue-collar guys. They're your Georgia power. They're your Santa energy. They are coming back hard as ever. And if you probably go to some of your hit towns, they're probably still doing the news. They're hanging you. But you just don't know about it, and I don't want to find out about it. That's why you you never catch me in no Mississippi or probably Alabama. Probably not. I'm not going. No way. I'll be with a whole gang of people. I'll tell you that if I do go. But just to break it down, I do agree. We need some justice done. But I don't think going out and getting outrageous, burned down quick chip, is going to be the answer. We're going to have to come back stronger. We're going to have to come smaller than that, people. I understand. Like I said, it comes from history. That's the only way we can get hurt by doing what we're doing. And I hope some justice do come. But let me tell you something. We got one person to ask you. You can sit there. They can smile all they want. Son and brother, you know that. They can smile all they want. But you're going to answer. I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you're purple, blue, green, or black. You're going to answer to God. We, we, you are not going to get away with what you're doing. Yeah, they, they feel like they're getting away with everything. They're smiling. They're laughing at us right now. That's why. And I know people get tired of hearing it. But we got to stop doing it, too. We got to stop killing ourselves. We cannot do what they're doing to us. We cannot sit up here and say that what they're doing is right. I'm not. I'm not justifying what they're doing, but we got to stop it too. We and we got to stick together as a community. But the only problem I cannot stand about black people, we're worrying about so much what the next person is doing out here. Oh, they getting this? Stop worrying about that. We got to be sticking together, just like the Mexicans stick together, just like the Germans stick together. Everybody stick together except us, because we always worry about what the next person is doing out here. Or oh, they doing better than me? Man, drop all that. You better get it together, do your research, do your history, get into your Bible, and, and stand up for what we need to stand up with, and forget this foolishness. Because we worry about the wrong damn thing. I'm sorry to say it like that, but we worry about the wrong thing out here. We are. We better get it together, black people. You better come together and forget the foolishness. I'm sorry. I had to bend a little bit. I'm sorry. Uh, you know what? I, I, I understand. Um because I felt the same way you just felt when my cousin was killed two years ago about some fool with a gun at a he had a second release CD party. Yeah, I'm going to look for him. Let's today, too, because we're we talking about the Bible prophecies, and like you said, Elwood, we, we have to start just being more calmer and get into our Bible, but it's hard, Elwood, it is. I'd like to uh, speak to that on the... Uh, what the guy was saying, uh, right. you know, the devil, the devil feeds on that stuff. Yeah, uh, I know there's been a lot of a lot of shooting in South Chicago, um, yeah. you know, in the black neighborhoods. But it's not only just black. But whites have gangs. There's gangs all across America. You have Asian yeah. gangs. You have Mexican gangs. 
you know, and the devil feeds in all that. And I'm going to go back, you know, Jesus is the answer. Um, you know, last night I was in Quincy, Illinois, which is about 40 miles from here. My daughter lives there and my son-in-law is there. And, and they feed some families in the park by the river. And I, and I went last night, and there was white folks there and black folks there. And uh, I was on the basketball court, and I was just shooting some hoops. And, uh, and this, this, this is really sad. You know, I was talking to a little six-year-old girl. She was a white girl. And uh, I asked her what her name was. And the first thing out of her mouth wasn't her name. She said, my mommy said I could say bad words. I said, oh, your mommy said you could say bad words. And she started using the Lord's name in vain. She used hmm. the MF word, the F word. And I said, honey, I said, you shouldn't use bad words. You know, right. and, and I had a real good conversation with her about don't be using bad words, you know, you, you know, because if you use the Lord's name, God loves you. I told her that. God loves you. I shared Jesus with a little six-year-old girl. And, and I said, you know, using bad words, um, you know, that's not being smart. You know, and I asked her if she understood the big word vocabulary. She did. And so I, I told her that's the use of your words. You want to say good words. And she looked up at me. And she said, you mean say words like pretty and beautiful and you know, I said, right. I said, I said, you know, that MF word, I said, you know, you're talking about all mothers. You know, I said, is your mother that? You know, and she goes, oh, no. I said, you're going to be a mother someday. You want to be called that? She goes, no. I said, then we don't want to be using bad words. And I said, Jesus don't want you to be using bad words. You know, so we just had a real good conversation. And my daughter came up. She's 35 years old. She's about ready to have our first grandchild. She stood there and and heard me talking to the little girl, too. And we just kind of ministered to her. But, uh, but see, you, you have these in the homes that don't know Jesus, you know, and they're not being brought up right. And that's why we need to get back, you know, mm-hmm. teaching people, preaching the gospel, and telling that people that Jesus is the answer. He's the only answer. And he's what brings peace in our heart, you know, and he'll bring that love, and we will quiet down. You know, I have quieted down over the years. Um, I admit, when I was younger, I had a temper problem. And every once in a while, it still rises up, because like you said earlier, sister, we all sin, we all sin every day. You know, it's just that the love of Jesus Christ, we ask forgiveness. But, but yes, we need to get back to preaching Jesus. We we do. And I and I know it's hard, but like you said, we do. We got to the devil till our time. We keep looking at the news, and that makes you that makes it even worse. So we listen to these news articles. We listen; they perverting us through the videos, pictures, and it's just plain idleness. And what they say, the devil, the idle mind is the devil's workshop, and that's what he does. He plays on all that, and it's all familiar to all of us out here. It's all familiar spirits that draw you into that that filthy junk. But not saying that what's going on now is filthy junk, but it is playing off our emotions. We're gonna keep playing this video. We're gonna show you. Him getting shot now. We're going to show you that he robbed. Okay. All right. So, and I think that's what's rounding us up. They know how to, they do, they know how to play off all this. So, I mean, they know how to play off our emotions. And we, we do, we fall right on into it. So, I do understand what you're saying. You know, even though I, I feel upset too, but we, he plays off of us. They fill in our eyes, our ears, our mind, our mouth, our belt with all this plain foolishness. Yeah. They want us to act. Basically, they want you to act like monkeys. Same what they're going to do. They're throwing all that tear gas. They're going to shoot us. They, mm-hmm. they want to go on here. Keep on acting up. Yeah, we want you to jump like spider monkey. But we're going to shoot all of you. Kill all of you. Might as well. And we say that it's more, I was hearing yesterday someone was saying that it was more black males than white males. As, as worldly, yes. Yes, that is true. But when you really get into it, it's not. It's not really true. There are, there are more white males than black males, but I do agree all the way with that. We've got to stop, but it's so hard elsewhere, and I just hope that we can get the message out there to so many to really bring it to a solution. We have to repent, but it's, it's hard. Yes. You know, we, yes, we want to fight. Yeah, it's not easy. We don't know nothing else. We want to fight. Uh, it, it's not easy. I, I admit that. It's not easy. That, that we have to. We have to get back, I call the basics, and that's that the gospel of Jesus Christ and repentance as a, as a nation, everybody. You know, uh, America needs to repent. 
And uh, I think the greatest repentance is Washington, D.C. needs to repent. Our Congress needs to repent. You know, they need to get down on their knees, all of our congressmen, and repent for the things they have done. And they, they you know, I don't know if that will ever happen or not, but, but America needs to get back to repentance and uh, the Bible and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ in the right way and, and allow that light shine through love first. It's love, the love of Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says love covers a multitude of sin. I guess so, and I'm shedding tears right now because it is it's a hurt feeling because we've been going through this for so long. We have been, and we've been through this through history where we we had to be lynched. We, and and it, it hurts. It does, and we want everybody to come together, but everybody's not going to see that eye to eye. And how long do we have to keep going through it before everybody knows that message that you're trying to give to everybody? Because we still got the foolish people out here. I mean, are they going to keep taking our black brothers down, our sisters down? I mean, it, it hurts because I am black myself. So what what do I do? What What is the situation? I mean, I can hear the plan all day, and it looks like it's not coming to it's not coming to a stop. We play all day and we get upset because it feels like, okay, why is God let, why is God letting this happen? Why do we have to have this destruction? Why can't everybody be on the same page? Well, Rodney King said, can we all belong? <laughs> well, if people don't know the Lord, you know, um, no matter what what race you are. If you don't know Jesus yeah. Christ as your Savior, actually your life is under the influence of the devil, and uh, it's the devil's guiding their life, and if you don't know Jesus, and you know, and you get upset and get carried away in, in your madness, the devil will lead you down the wrong path to violence, and, and to do crime, no matter what race you are. Um, we see that, you know, across America. Um, it's just not only just blacks, but it's whites also, and Asians and Mexicans, we, you know, they all do crime, and it's the devil that leads those lives down that you know, that path of crime and do things wrong. And, uh, and I even believe, uh, you know, um, if the police officers don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior, um, they can get carried away in their malice and uh, make bad judgments because the devil's there to feed all that. And uh, the devil's there to bring violence. And, and, uh, and, they, and it'll happen that way. It just happens because of that. That's why um, Jesus is the answer. You know, I think when you find Jesus Christ as your Savior, you'll walk away from all that. Um, yeah, you'll pray, because you're supposed to pray for all the lost. You know, you're supposed to pray for your government officials. We're supposed to pray for our president, whoever it is. You know, um, you're supposed to pray for your community. But if you're a Christian, um, you'll stay away from that, uh, that violence and that rioting, because uh, the Bible condemns all that. Um, you'll walk away from that, and uh, you'll go to prayer, and you'll ask God um, to bring the right justice. Um, you know, if enough people will pray, enough people will pray, you know, there's strength in numbers in prayer. Um, we will see justice, but we have to be praying, and we have to stay away. We have to stay away from the violence. You know, we have to stay away from the rioting and, and, and the looting and and the things that go on, we have to walk away from that because that's not the life of a Christian. Uh, no, a Christian will go to prayer and seek the Lord for the answers. Uh, and he'll give you the answers. He'll give you the answer. You may not like the answer, but he'll give you the answer you know, right. one way or another. And I'm, I'm sorry for getting so emotional, but it, it does happen. But I, Oh, I understand. I know. And I know sometimes you get stubborn, but everything that you said, Elwood, is so right. We got to stop watching it. It's going to tear you up on the inside. Um, just it like when, when Michael Jackson passed, we didn't want to hear those answers. That tore us up on the inside. But I do understand where Elwood is coming from. If we let the devil flee, let the devil flee from you and not sit with you. He can't flee unless you resist him. That's that's how it is in you know, I also right. remember the scripture. Um, remember the scripture from Psalms 103, verse 3 through 8, where it said, "I would set no wicked thing before my eyes, 
I hate the work of them who turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. A forward heart shall depart from me. I will not know a wicked person. Whoever secretly standeth his neighbor, him I will destroy. No one who has a haughty look and an arrogant heart will I endure. My eyes shall be upon the faithful of the land that they may dwell with me. He who walks in a blameless way is the one who will minister to me. He who practices deceit shall not dwell within my house. He who speaks falsehood shall not maintain his position before me. Every morning I will destroy all the wicked of the land so as to cut off from the city of the Lord. By the grace of God, everybody, by the grace of God, this will, it will come to an end. Just hold on. Just hold on. I know some of you are tearing up right now inside your heart, but hold on. It's going to get better, so help me. They are not getting away with what they think they're getting away with. I know you feel the pain in my heart here through my voice, but they're not getting away with it. No, they they seem like they have it, but God came back. He destroyed them with water. He's going to come back, and he's going to destroy with fire. You go, I, and either you on the righteous side or you on the wrong side. But only the righteous would know who their God is when it comes to an end. I don't know when it's coming to an end. But when it does, we better all be on the right page. That's all I have to say for that. And I want to say I do thank the caller for calling in and stressing your concerns as well. I do appreciate you for listening and everyone who's on the chat box as well. Thank you so much. Um, um, but Edward, just getting into it, um, we talked about the end to this and um well, do you believe, do, do you think, um, Edward, the answer, if, am I saying it correctly, Amethyst, because it always looks like I go left field when I try to pronounce it correctly. But do you believe that? I'm uh, able, yeah. Yeah. Um, Edward, I wanted to say, do, do, do Amethyst believe that the Catholic Church is the Antichrist? I heard this, but never actually asked um, one of them about it. No, the church is not uh, the Catholic Church is not the Antichrist. The Antichrist okay. will be a Muslim. It'll be a Muslim. Oh. Um, it'll come out of uh, the Bible teaches. I'll just the Bible teaches that the Antichrist seat will be out of Syria and Iraq. And uh, Iraq used to be Babylon, and Babylon is coming back. Revelations teaches that. Matter of fact, if they pick up my book, simply Revelation on Amazon.com, they will learn that in my book, and I share, that's a whole commentary of the book of Revelation. And uh, Babylon, as we can see, is coming back. Um, you know, the Muslim world, um, the Sunnis and the Shiites, and, and there's so many different factions in those two groups. They're the two main groups. But you've got Hamas, you've got Fatah, you've got Hezlabah, you've got ISIS, you've got Al-Qaeda. I mean, there's so many of them, and they, and they all fight over different ideologies. In their, uh, in their Islam religion. But, uh, and you know, the Bible says that uh, Ishmael, Ishmael is the father of the Arab nations. And uh, okay. Esau married two daughters of Ishmael. And Esau are the Palestinians in Gaza Strip. And the Bible said that Ishmael would be a wild man and his hand would be against everyone's hand and against his own brother. And we can see that in the Middle East. And I believe right now the devil, that's the seat of the devil, is Babylon. And I believe right now he is trying to find a group that will take control of many of these factions to make an attempt to attack Israel. And I believe that's coming here in the near future. I believe that's what we're seeing in the Middle East. You know, if you, if you, you can go on the Internet and you can study and read, you can read and study about um, the anti-sentiment that is growing in Europe and in, in the Middle East about the Jews. You know, um, it's growing once again because the devil hates the Jews because that's the only way the devil can defeat God is to destroy the promises of Abraham and Isaac to Jake that God made to them. You know, he said Israel would be forever. He can't do nothing to the church because we're blood-bought through Jesus Christ. We're spiritual. Right. He, if he, the devil killed me, I'd just go to heaven. But Israel's a physical nation, see? So if he can wipe off the Jews off the face of the earth, then he can fly into heaven and say, well, God, you're a liar. Israel's not going to be a nation forever. And we know that's not going to happen because uh, God's word's true and Israel will be a nation forever because we're coming back with Jesus someday, you know, after the rapture and during, we'll be in heaven during the seven-year tribulation period, and we're going to come back with him and rescue Israel. 
So that's what we're seeing right now in the Middle East, all this violence and all these different factions, and, and the devil uses that. The devil uses prejudice. We've got to remember that. All over the world, that's a tool the devil uses, you know, to get races mad at each other. He uses that prejudice, prejudice if I say that right, um, against each race, and he feeds on that. He feeds people that stuff. But that's what we're seeing in the Middle East. Right. Oh, boy, that devil, he is strong, though, Elvis. He is. And we just have to be just as strong as him. If he comes in, and you better be thanking God every That's day because he's the only one who don't let the devil steal you, your breath away at night. He is powerful. He is playing on us every single day, and we don't even know it. And we, we get so upset, and we just got to stop. It's hard. That's it's why hard. the Bible like says... The Bible says, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So if Jesus is in you, he's greater than the devil. And uh, you can well, defeat the devil through the name of Jesus. <laughs> right. Satan, I mean, to me, Satan is totally stuck in the visible. I feel it's superior. But you've got to have a... Put on your bread... As my mother always told me, put on your breastplate of armor. That's, that's the solution. Their armor, you stay prayed up, stay strong. But he will, he comes in and destroy. He won't come in and be your friend. Right now, he probably can't even stand the fact that we're talking about it because I have heard my phone beep so many times. It has never beeped before on other shows, but now it wants to beep all of a sudden. I don't know why. He got, he got his little ways, though. He don't like when you start talking about God, and, and then he don't like that conversation. He can't stand it. He upset with us right now. Mm-hmm. He upset with Elwood now. Yeah, yeah. He down that powder right now. He yeah, up there talking about him right now. I can't stand him. He's probably mad because Elwood are coming because you are calling me down, Elwood, to make me see this, make me see things differently. Yeah, he's upset. Yes. Um, well, I say, but, I would say that uh, we need to keep our eye on the Middle East. Um, okay. You know, the Bible says Jerusalem will be a couple trembling into the world. You know, right. Jerusalem... Okay is the place where God put his name. And uh, Babylon yeah. is the seat of the devil. So we need to keep our eye on Israel because uh, he, Israel is the key to Bible prophecy. Um, the rapture, I know it's not in the Bible, uh, but it's just an English term that, that, is, that is used to describe us being gathered together with Jesus. And, you, know, you can find that in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. That mystery, Paul said, Behold, I show you a mystery, we shall all sleep. Paul was showed six or seven mysteries in the gospel that he wrote about. So he, he was the first to write about what we call the rapture. And, uh, but Israel is the key to all of it, because uh, Israel is the key to Bible prophecy. And uh, we just need to keep our eye on that. And uh, as we see things get worse and worse, we know that our time is short here on the earth. We that know Jesus Christ, because... We're waiting for the trumpet to sound to take us home. Right. It was in the Bible where it states, um, I think it was Isaiah chapter 11 where it was reaching out, talking about um, in that day the Lord will reach out his hand and take the time to reclaim the remnant that is left of his people who will be left from Hazrael and from Egypt and from Bathros and from Cush and from Elam and from Tamar and from Hamath and from the coastlands of the sea. So... I think what makes Israel important to end-time prophecy are the many scriptures that indicate that Israel will be the main setting for key tribulation events. And it's coming back real. Israel, in 1948, Israel was already reborn as a nation, so everything that the Bible predicted about Israel have already come to pass. It's already here. That's right. We, just, we have That's to just right. open up our eyes and see it. We refuse to do that. All this goes, that's why I say it all goes back to history, and we have to do our research. Everything goes back to history. During the biblical times, everything has a place and a time. That's why we've got to be smart about it. We go out there and jump like a loose cannon, we're going to get shot down like a loose cannon. I'm just saying be careful, people. You're upset right now. Keep in reserve. Be careful. I know that you're serious, but be smart about it. We don't need any more dead people on our hand or brothers. We don't need That's any right. more bloodshed. We've got to be smart about it. Think before jumping out there because the day is coming, and I'm going to say it again. It's coming. So help me, Jesus, will be 
serve. We're not seeing it right now, but it is coming. But before we get off the air, Edward, how can people go about finding you again? Because I know you're on Facebook, and I think you're on Twitter as well. I would like to say, uh, Tanisha, that uh, uh, I don't know if this is set well with your listeners, but we need to pray uh, for the police officers uh, yeah, we do. when they're on duty, that they make the right judgment. Uh, right. That they don't jump the gun, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, I that the Lord, the Lord will be put on their hearts, uh, you know, to act more uh, rationally and, and, uh, and make the right call and make the right judgment. We need to pray for them that that will happen. And I believe that that would bring help. Right. God, come forward for us today. Please open their hearts and let them see what they're doing is wrong to us. And please let our people come to have an open mind and let them not go about doing what they're doing. I know they have hurt in their hearts, but God, you said you will not forsake us. Please let us be strong out here. I thank you today for bringing Elwa onto our show, for bringing the caller on as well, and, and opening our minds to this. Yes, we are hurting. But we will get through this. So help me, Amen, Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, well, I thank you so much for being on the show again with me. I mean, I tell you. But well, thank you for having me on. Well, you know, yes. I have. Thank no you for having me on. I hope that we could do this for a third time and maybe continue on for a fourth and a fifth. Yes, that would be great. That would be great. Yes, it be praying for thank you. you. I thank you, El. Thank you. Me and your prayers. You have a blessing. I'll be praying for Ferguson, Missouri, too. Oh, thank you, because we, we need it. We need some light men through that situation. Thank you, Elwood. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye. Everyone out there today, I do appreciate you for tuning in, and I hope everyone does find light in their heart and forgiveness as well. I know that you do not want to do that, but... It's not It's not just forgiving them. It's forgiving for everything, all the hurt that you've been through. And God won't forgive you unless you forgive someone else, and I know it sounds ridiculous. But before I leave you today, I want to leave you with my friend Mary Ellen's truth of the day, which is increase your sensitivity to the world instead of staying preoccupied with your own mind. Become insightful to what you are feeling. Make it a choice to connect to the world around you. Begin by bringing a feeling of insightful consciousness into your world. This will lead you to a greater understanding and appreciation of your life. Doing this does not require anything more than a desire to become fully awake to life. Meditation will help to achieve this because you are focusing on your energy by shutting out all distractions. You are consciously connecting to the universe. God, today become insightful using this to deepen your experience of life. Enjoy the day, everyone. I will see you on Wednesday. You have a blessed one. Stay prosperous and don't let anyone steal your joy today. Thank you for tuning in to The Bright Side with Tanisha. Come back daily from 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. God bless.